This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit subscribe, share this with your team, and let's join Pastor Brandon Stewart for another vital conversation for all of us who lead from the middle. Hello, Leading Second. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Clark. I'm one of the team members here in this tribe of uncommon church builders. So if you lead from the middle, you lead and you're not in charge, you you lead from the second chair, this is the place for you. Welcome. And today we have a great episode. We're welcoming Colin Henderson to the podcast. And it's episode 99, which means Next week, we release episode 100. It's crazy to think we're on episode 100. And to celebrate, we're going to have some special guests. We're going to have Pastor Larry Bry, and you're not going to want to miss it. And we're going to also announce some few special things. So I want to make sure you listen into that as well. You know, if you've just recently started listening, I'd encourage you to go back and binge through our stockpile of previous episodes. There's a lot of wonderful guests and content. So do yourself a favor, go back through and listen to some of the episodes. For the first segment today, we've got something a little different. We know it's October at the time of this recording, so it's Pastor Appreciation Month. So we asked a couple of our Leading Second Tribe members to answer a few questions about their pastor. Listen in. one thing you've learned from your pastor? That just because I'm a leader, it doesn't mean I shouldn't rest or can't be honest about my struggles. To be about people. If you prioritize people, everything else will fall in line. I've learned how to run at a sustainable pace for my pastors. They're sold out, on fire, and running strong towards the mission on their life, yet they do it healthily and sustainably. They've taught me how to set up boundaries to stay healthy and to set myself and my family up for success for the long haul in ministry. The importance of unity to accomplish the things of God. We have to work at unity constantly because it doesn't happen naturally. To slow down and walk with people. Sometimes we get so busy with the work of God, uh, we forget about the object of His love, which is people. your pastor's leadership changed your life? My pastors have been spiritual parents, encouragers, challengers, and so much more. They've brought intentionality and discipleship into my life, and if it wasn't for my pastor's leadership, I wouldn't be the man, husband, or leader that I am today. Our pastor is always bringing us back to the basics. Make sure to read your Bible, fast, and pray. This has changed my life because it's so easy to be caught up in the distractions of life, but if I am reading my Bible, fasting and praying, I'm pursuing God and that's all that matters. My wife and I met our pastors while we were at a time of transition and he gave us space and healing uh, while still calling us higher. He's exemplified how to put others first. 
They came into my life in a crucial season where I had reached a crossroads of what direction my life would go. They helped me to walk through some tough decisions that ultimately have brought so much fruit in my life. They have shown me how to truly love people, to focus on the mission of the gospel, and to simplify to what truly matters. And they have also believed in me and developed my walk with God and my leadership more than anyone I know. And I'm with them, not because I work for them, but because I'm called to them. And whatever God is asking them to do, I, I really want to be a part of. What's your favorite thing that your pastor says? He always says, God's got this. It challenges me to put my faith in Jesus, even in the worst of circumstances. You can outsource pretty much everything in your life, except your walk with God. That you have to do on your own. My favorite thing that my pastor says is that the kingdom of God is inside out and upside down. To find your life, you must lose it. We are called to be kingdom people first before anything else. We celebrate and honor you, pastors. We love doing life and ministry alongside you. For today's episode, Pastor Brandon Stewart sits down with Colin Henderson to have a conversation about the mindset of a leader. Colin Henderson is an author, he's a speaker, and he just released a new book called Quiet Mind. So let's jump into the conversation today. Well, hey, I'm here today with Colin Henderson. Say what's up, everybody. Colin. What's up, team? What's what's going on, fam? Excited to be here. I love that concept. Leading second, one of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew twenty sixteen: "He who is last shall be first. He who is first shall be last." So, it's humbling yourself to be of love and service. I say, seek to serve, don't swerve. So, we're gonna be like the the alpha wolf. The alpha wolf's not in the front. The alpha wolf's in the back, making sure that everyone's protected, safe. So, amen, brother. Happy to be here. Hey, uh, great to have you on the podcast with us today, man. Thanks for some time joining us and uh, excited also about uh, a book that you've recently written uh, called Quiet Mind. Really fast. Tell us about your book. All right. That's great. That's a great question. Thank you for the help and support. Um, yeah. So Quiet Mind is really a, a book to help you quiet the noise. Uh, in this digital age of data, information, Instagram, Netflix, emails, pressure, quotas, Quiet in your mind is the new currency of success. Yes, yes. We can have some systems on how to turn down self-doubt, fear, and anxiety, and stress, and turn up faith, confidence, belief, uh, self-awareness. That is huge right now. Yep. I saw this, and I knew I needed it, so I was really excited to talk to you. We're going to have some fun today. Yeah, so uh, what's up, team? Uh, Colin Henderson. Puyallup, Washington, born and raised, uh, Puyallup High School grad, went to Washington State University, played baseball and football. Uh, I have a sales background. I work for two companies. Uh, GSK was doing pharma sales, and I moved to Bard while I was selling catheters. My dad used to call me the catheter king. So <laughs> selling to urologists and hospitals and surgeons. But I'm now a mental performance coach and um, author speaker, and I'm really fascinated on um, just, just the power of the mind. Yeah. And to get into kind of why I do what I do, I, I was a you know, popular kid, good athlete, you know, I was, you know, uh, had friends and, um, you know, people probably assumed that I was confident. They assumed that I had everything, but like, man, I, I hit anxiety for most of my life. I like to tell people wow. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, I have a, a PhD in like two degrees. One is called 
FOPO, fear of other people's opinions. The other one, <laughs> the, the other one is called imposter syndrome, where do I belong here? Am I really worth this? So I would really right. chase my value and my self-worth tied to an outcome. If I had a good football game or a good baseball game, or if I did good in my sales, I was worthy of love. If I failed, I was worthless. Um, hmm. And it kind of hit a toll uh, in my like early thirties where like I really went backwards. So um, imagine this, my blood pressure is in the high 140s. I'm not sleeping very good at night. Uh, we just had our, our second child and wasn't present, wasn't grateful for that. Um, part of my escape, Brandon, was I would go watch movies in the middle of the day. Wow. I should be like going to see doctors in these offices, you know, talking about my, my products. I would like to be so in, a, in a, a funk of depression, anxiety of like just failure. And I focus on what I don't have. And I would just go escape and watch movies. Mm. But I will say this, look at, look at this phrasing listeners. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. That's right. I was like ready. I was like, I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm so tired of, you know, and part of my backstory, Brandon, is I used to stutter pretty bad. So part of my anxiety would flow into a, a, this like lack of fluency. Mm. So if I felt like I'm in this anxious environment where I have to present in front of a lot of people, or you put a, a microphone in front of me, turn a camera on, like I would just like get into this panic mode. I couldn't put together like a clear sentence. So that kind of was a little more active during that time. But a mentor gave me a book called Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shermin. Mm. And, and prior to that, you know, I was going to church, reading the Bible and stuff, but, and that, that was probably what saved me kind of to get me out of from doing something really stupid. But I needed coaching. I just needed kind of like a, 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 some direction. So when I'm working with, with athletes and performers and salespeople leaders, I'm like, well, there are three things you can train, your body, your craft, and your mind. Most right. athletes train their body. Most leaders and business people, you know, church leaders, they really probably just get in the word and they train their craft. But are you training your mental, emotional well-being? Are you training empathy, self-awareness, you know, uh, self-talk, you know, how to be mindful, how to visualize, you know, process over outcome, your core values, like flexing those, like gratitude and service. I wasn't training that bucket, brother. I was not training that bucket at all. So what this book taught me is like, man, there's this other side of like how to get better, how to, how to improve yourself. And I recognize in that moment, the author talks about, we all have this inner critic, this inner judge. Hmm. And, I, and I love asking leaders this question, Brandon, what percent of human thoughts are negative? Hmm. What, like 80% or something? You're exactly it, 80%. 80%. And, wow. and, and, and 95% of human thoughts are reoccurring. Wow. I'm going to quote a song from uh, American poet, philosopher, Miss Demi Lovato. She says, cause I got a black belt when I'm beating up on myself. Like I would just had a black belt and just self-sabotage. Wow. So what this book told me is like, wow, I'm not my brain. The brain is designed to survive, not thrive. And I like to, to give a question from Dr. Susan David out of Harvard. She says, who's in charge, the thinker or the thought? I let the, the thoughts run my life where actually if the mind is trained, the thinker can be in charge. And when we notice these, what I call ants, automatic negative thoughts, we have to ask ourselves the question, is that thought true said by who? Right, right. Is, is, that, is, that, is that Satan who's coming to seek, kill, and destroy? That's, that's exactly. not God speaking to exactly. us. So, so I took that book, but then I changed companies. When I changed companies, I was ready to learn. God never says, oops, my bad. God has a plan, man. So hmm. I was finally ready to do the work. And then God blessed me with a, a mentor that was a sales trainer. His name is Frankie Pretzel who had a strong faith. So we talked about Christ. We talked about, you know, our faith, but he also said, Colin sales psychology beats sales strategy. Mm. I said, I said, what, what, what did, what did you just speak of? He said, yeah. He said, 
sales psychology, like leadership influence is a mental game. Wow. You can read all these books on like, on like profit and loss and revenue and, you know, uh, spreadsheets, but like everything is, is mental. Everything is, is, is in your mind. So he's, he said, well, here's, he said, keep, keep doing the, the Bible stuff. Like here's a list of 30 books on the power of the mind on the power of thought, the power of what you focus on, the power of your inner voice. And just like, I learned these stories and these tactics. And so I started to apply all these things and I'll just tell listeners right now, you're the problem, but you're also the solution. Right. So I started to use this stuff and my life transformed healthier, happier. I set sales records. I'm one every year. I was a national sales <laughs> trainer. I was managing five States. And so now I write books about all this stuff. Yeah. It, you, the reason your book intrigued me so much is, is you, and you don't even know it, but you sound so much like my pastor. My pastor has said ad nauseum over the years, um, you can't have a positive life with a negative mind. And, and like, he would actually be wanting to have this conversation with you right now, just because, uh, such a firm believer in that. And I, I want to back up at something you said a minute ago. Too many church leaders focus just on their craft. I, I could not agree with you more on that. You know, how often, or, or even focus on the word, which of course is, is, is everything. It's important. It, it, it's, it's the starting point yet. Um, man, if I've had one conversation with church leaders where it's all about the craft and the skill, and I I've even in, in our own work with leading second, I've just tried to get leaders to slow down. Like we'll get there eventually, but we got a whole lot of work we got to do before we get there. So maybe lean just into that thought a little bit more. Like, like what would you say to the church leader out there today? That's really hungry to be a better leader or be a better preacher or be a better, whatever. Um, like talk to that person for a minute on, on why this matters. Well, we should look, look at, look at what like Christ modeled, Christ modeled. It wasn't about him. He would, he would, you know, save someone, heal someone and say, don't go tell anybody. Right. You know, where everyone's like, look what I just did. Let's just post that on IG. So everyone knows what, how awesome, how, how like kind <laughs> exactly. I am. Exactly. So I would, I would say, humble yourself and make it about Christ's work and like make it about impact. Others not about you. But I, I like to tell leaders to write down these numbers four to one, four colon one. Okay. Four colon one. Four is to one as the mind is to the body. Four is to one as culture is to talent. Four is to one mm. as person yep. is to performer. Person over performer. So anytime you talk to your people that you're leading, it's all about, hey, how are our ties? How's our engagement? How's this and stuff? You got to talk to them as a person. Like, mm. do you know their goals? Do you know their backstory? Do you know how many siblings? you know uh, what their aspirations are? Do you know what they like? Do you know them on a personal level? Do you care about them? Do you pour into them? People don't care about what you know unless you know that you care to be the most interesting person in the room be the most interested so let's break Second. that down four to one man like the, the mental the emotional the connection uh culture like stop talking about all this stuff spend time on how is our core values how is our mission how are we serving how is our purpose how are we elevating others how, how can i help you go to where you need to go and in my living life with you i like this relationships beat connections Stop trying to get connections. Start building relationships. Yes, yes. You know, so uh, I would just start there. It's just start, it's about people. It's about being intentional. Um, but other thing about I think what what leaders lack is, you know, a lot of leaders. Some, they're just really talented, 
They're great speakers. They have charisma. So they can just mm. roll into a meeting, roll into like a, a church sermon on Sunday and just wow people with their, their knowledge of the Bible. They can speak with like eloquence and just swagger and just exude confidence, but they lack in leadership because they don't have a leadership philosophy. Mm. Mm. So good. So good. Like, like, do you have a leadership philosophy? Okay. You do this exercise. Okay. What, what's our word? What's our theme, our church theme for the year? Or, you know, that it changes every year, but, but do you have a core set of principles on how you lead yourself, how you lead others? And do you evaluate that? Do you praise it? Do you talk about it? Can you simplify it? Can we get on a whiteboard right now in my office? And can you break down how you lead people right now? Most, most leaders can't do that. So you're, you're an Enneagram three, you're an achiever, you're, you're wired to go out and win. So what are you telling yourself every day right now in the morning to keep yourself in the right frame of mind throughout the day? Cause you, you just mentioned some great stuff, humility and right mindset, but, but what are, what is Colin telling himself that I guess gets you back to that space every day? Yeah. Um, so again, I, I struggled for a long time cause I had no direction, no coaching. I start researching and reading like five, six books a month, for like five years and all mm. on the, the, the power of the mind. Like similar things like what do you want to call it? Self-help or how to lead people or culture. Like I was in that world and I kept finding similar patterns and similar themes that pretty much all these thought leaders, whether it's a, a scientist, whether it's a, a, a business leader, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a billionaire, people who are successful, people who have, who are happy, they do these three things. They have these three traits. Every, they work on these things every single day. And I created this like morning priming system. Mm. That I developed, that I developed, that I call the ha method. Mm. I have, I am, I will. Mm. So when most people wake up, they focus on all the things that they don't have. They look up Instagram and I don't have this many followers. Look at that person yep. doing that thing. They got that. I don't have it. Comparison is a thief of joy. Or they're posting stuff and they're they're going, they're activating this amygdala, this limbic system that's like, am I worthy of this? You know, um, FOPO, if you're like people think about that post, but no one's even noticing, no one even cares or worried about how they look, you know. So so if if we can just start with gratitude. We can just start our day. I mean, I mean, the, the Bible talks about. I, I say, if the only prayer you said is thank you, that that would be enough, you know. So just taking an, an inventory of what you have, you look at the research. There's research out of out of Cal Davis that shows a daily gratitude practice lowers cortisol by nearly thirty percent. It wow. boosts your it boosts your immune system. It lowers blood pressure. Research out of Duke shows uh, people who are are grateful and optimistic make more money, are more resilient, win more in business, win more in sports. Research out of Penn shows gratitude lowers depression and anxiety. So, if we just know that as a foundation, just to, to to give God thanks for, you know, I say hunt the good stuff, lower your threshold for gratitude, and just start there as a foundational starting point. That's going to help because you can't. You may have heard this before. You can't feel bitter, anxious and uh stressed out and feel this emotion of, of gratitude at the same time so it's kind of like these th three steps why i say you know what you focus on expands so it's these three steps focus feel and then you will find it mm. are you going to focus on what you don't have or what you have are you focused on making mistakes or all your why things are so crappy and you know we talk about politics talk about all the stuff we're going through you're, you're gonna you're gonna feel those things your thoughts become physical mm. Your thoughts become physical. The body produces 5 million cells per day. Your cells have 
memory, your cells are listening. So if your day is on lack, scarcity, God, why is this happening to me? Why is this so horrible? You're just going to attract more of those things, which you focus on expands. So let's start with gratitude. I mean, is that enough evidence? Yeah. For other to okay. Absolutely. So then step two is I am, which we call affirmations. Hmm. You call it like powerful self-talk. Well, what, what if, what if you ask God, Jesus, yeah. tell me what you see when you see me. What do you think he's mm-hmm. going to say? You're powerful. You are creative. You have empathy. You're a great leader. Um, I see. I see good. I see compassion. I see drive. I, I see um, someone who's making a difference. Mm. What if you try to say, you know, how does God see me? And then you write great. those down, or you focus on what you have. So I like to also ask leaders this question: leaders, leaders, question leaders, leading second. Backed by research, what's the number one source of confidence? Number one source of confidence. Um, I'm going to say your your words or your self talk. You must be listening to my podcast, brother. You're right. I, ha- so, I, I research, haven't. <laughs> research from the BBC Lab, UK, forty four thousand pages. That's a robust study, man. Forty four thousand pages. They found that self talk is the number one driver of confidence. Yep. Because yep. think about this: the the brain thinks in four dimensions. The brain thinks in four dimensions. The first dimension are the words that we say. Yep. The words we say create the second level, which is pictures that we see. Then the third level, the pictures that we see influence emotions that we feel. Mm. And then the fourth level is this, this thought cascade uh, are our beliefs, and our beliefs run our life. Yep. So I like to say, you know, you know is, is that thought true said by who that, that, that this, this conditioning of like, I'm not a morning person, I'm not a good speaker in public, or I, I'm not a good connector, or, you know, I always forget names. Yep. You, you've already lost because you are creating this thought cascade where your thoughts become physical, your thoughts turn into actions. So if we can start with gratitude and then say, Hey, I'm going to focus on who I am, not who I'm not and be credible. Well, I've, I have put in the work. I've had success before and I'm going to focus on, you know, whether it's your core values or your truths. So my, my three, I am statements. I memorize, I say every day is I am authentic. I am present. I am courageous. Mm. We become what we think about most of the time, speak what you seek and then see what you said. So if you're consuming negative news and being around negative people and you're shaping your self image and on around language, that's really, not productive. I believe it. You're going to start behaving and acting on the, how you say to yourself, what you say to yourself, Brandon has 10 times the power versus what other people say to you. It's, it's almost like the, that God knows what he's talking about in the Bible. When he says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you know, that, that, that there is something about actually audibly speaking God's word over your life and God's promises over your life, let, let alone, um, recognizing and, and replacing I, I love the idea of replacing thoughts, I guess, because man, I've been there too. I've been there with anxiety. I've been there with, um, shame. You know, shame would have been a big one for me. And, um, I think I found freedom when I found the lie, like the actual thing I was telling myself somewhere in my, in my mind, in my soul, you know, when I found the actual words, which, I remember one season I, I I just realized something I was saying to myself was you're not enough. 
and, 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 and I would walk into a room and, and I didn't even know it. I don't think, I, I don't even think it was, I was consciously doing it, but, but that script was going off of my mind. So I was behaving out of that. But when I found that, you know, through, through prayer, through some thinking time, through, through just some disciplines I set up in my life in that season, when I found it, I was able to replace it. And to me, the, the, the replacement factor was so powerful because then I was able to catch myself you know, and, and, and rewrite the script. But imagine this. So think about this when you're, when you're, you know, working or working on your laptop or in a car ride, you probably have your music station or like your Spotify turned to a worship or something like there's this in the background, but like it's in the background, but you're still thinking and functioning and it's just there. You might not even notice that it's there. That's that, that is our subconscious mind. Like it's, it's on a radio station or this like playlist from your conditioning and i really break down the word mindset mindset is a conditioned set of beliefs that drive behaviors Mm. so are you noticing what station your mind is telling yourself about great great so if you can label the station this is not me this is the station i can turn the dial to a more productive station that's based in truth that's based on grace it's based on god's promise for me it's it's based on scripture so just noticing what radio station or noticing yourself talk or your self image from past what I call trauma, drama, daddy, and mama. That's what's really <laughs> most where that station is hardwired because like when things are negative, yep. it, it sticks to your brain like Velcro. Positivity is like telling it bounces off. So Great. what you said is beautiful. If we can label and then redirect, turn the station. Yep. But most people don't know where to, a station to turn to. So that's why sure. let's write down what we call your, your internal advertising campaign. Just like how mm. commercials advertise yep. to you, advertise to yourself. Mm. Why, why you're worthy of this, why you've done that's the great. work, why you're, gonna, why you're gonna crush it. Just like that radio station, let's turn to this ad campaign. But think about a song, a song, every good song has a great hook, right? Yep, yep. And often, oftentimes these, these negative this negative station that you're saying, it has like a hook, the same word that keeps coming back. Mm. That hook, it's hooking you out from how God has, has designed you. So we need to just be aware that I, I'm glad that you brought that up. So gratitude, I, I have. I am is this powerful self-talk. And, but I actually, I wanna, I wanna quote some, some scripture to you on the, on the power of thought, like stuff from the Bible. Do it. This is Proverbs 4.23. Be careful about what you think. Your thoughts run your life. Proverbs 23.7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Mark 9.23 says, anything is possible to the one who believes. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And my favorite verse is Romans 12.2. Don't conform to the powers of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, beautiful. Just like you would never tell an athlete to to sprint or to go full speed without, without warming up first. Right? So after you read, you read your Bible and get in your scripture, get in your word and do a prayer, you got your, your spirit warmed up. Let's get our mind warmed up. Great. Gratitude, affirmation. Then the last one I will is set your intention. Mm. Most people when like in my, in my fear-based uh, seasons, I would always focus on all the bad things that could happen. I would catastrophize the future and I would have this, pessimistic i would just focus on fear well well fear and faith have a lot in common which one do you focus on which one do you train your brain to not only see but feel think about this remember focus turns to feelings 
and these feelings mm-hmm. turn to beliefs and then you tend to find them. So if mm-hmm. we can focus on growth, impact, uh, abundance, service, uh, connection, uh, and then feel it in our, feel it in ourselves, feel it in our, our muscles, feel it in our spirit, feel it in our soul. Uh, you're creating neural pathways. The brain cannot tell the difference okay. between a real and imagined event. Mm. Everything happens twice, first in our mind, then in real life. So good. This is doing like, this is what we call, this is mental fitness. Like you're, you're strengthening your brain with gratitude, strengthening your confidence with self-talk. You're strengthening, you know, this is called expectancy theory. What you focus on expands. So if we can focus on and pinpoint our goals, pinpoint our impact, pinpoint the actions we're going to take and kind of dress, dress rehearse them emotionally, mentally in our mind with maybe moving music, you know, pick your favorite, you know, worship band is get some moving music and just go to the mind gym and feel and see these things, man, God's listening, but your subconscious and your body's listening. Right. Activates what's called the RAS, the reticular activating system. It's like a heat seeking missile for your subconscious to attract and get what you focus on. Great. Beautiful. Hey, I want to lean in on something really, really specific, a conversation that I've, I don't think I've ever had in my life, but you talked about it a few minutes ago. And I feel like there's gotta be a listener out there who's going to relate to this. And that's imposter syndrome. Um, full disclosure. I don't know a lot about it, but, um, I'm really intrigued because I think I've probably dealt with it at times. And I've actually heard in coaching sessions, I've heard leaders discuss how they walk through this. I just want to set you loose for a minute. Talk to us about imposter syndrome and even how you faced it and how you specifically like knocked down that giant in your life. That's a great question. I think we should be talking more about this as leaders because I think a lot of leaders feel this. Research from from Dr. Valerie Young says that 70% of people suffer from imposter syndrome. Gosh, wow. Seven out of 10. And we're not even coaching leaders. We're not even giving anybody run equipping our people with this information. So imposter syndrome basically says like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not educated enough. I'm mm. not, I'm not prepared. Mm. Uh, you, this is belief that someone's, someone's going to find me out mm. that I don't, that I'm not mm. capable of this, that I'm a fraud, that some, someone more capable that I'm just kind of winging it. Like I, I don't really belong here. This, this like, you're, mm. you're an imposter, you're an imposter. And these are, these are lies. Cause the reality is, is everyone feels that way. Everyone feels not prepared or not worthy yep. or not, not talented or not you know tall or young or old or whatever it is because the brain's bias for negativity. Like it's looking for reasons why you should not do that, why, mm. you, why you shouldn't take that action or be bold or lead. It's looking for ways to, to play it safe. So, I mean, when, you're, when, you're, when you have that imposter, so that's this like cocktail of perfectionism. It's this cocktail of self-doubt. It's this emotional cocktail of... Um, just you're not worthy of this, you know? Um, so I think just recognizing that that's actually a, a common feeling mm. that you're not the only one. And if you, uh, don't work on some mental fitness habits, like the ones I just mentioned, this is going to stop you from taking action or it's going to sabotage you, or it's going to zap your energy. The yep. brain burns about 300 to 600 calories per day. When we're stressed, anxious, you know, burnout and fearful and anxiety ridden, we're burning over a thousand calories mm. and it's just zapping our creativity. It's, it's, it's zapping our, you know, what God has made us to do. So I think just recognize it. But what I tell leaders is this, we don't want you to master these words. Victory goes to the vulnerable. Mm. Mm. You're going to win just by getting home and say, hey, you know what? 
this Great. is like a this is a big project and or I messed up here or I don't have all the answers and that's okay. Wow. So I think I think once you put your ego in in front of of of, of impact, um, it's going to be harder to lead people because really people want to see a leader that says, you know, I'm kind of struggling here, or I, I, I'm going to take ownership here, or I'm dealing with this. I said, do I feel that too? So now that creates trust, that creates this, this deeper connection and this, this, uh, this bond. But I also want, want to tell leaders this, these five words, these five words might change your life. Write these five words down and then and, and process it, think about it and live it. I'm not defined by this. Mm, fantastic, Colin. Like, so Brandon, who says like, how many listens on this podcast defines your work to God mm-hmm. or how well that, like that, that sermon did or that workshop you did coaching those, those, those pastors, like who says that, what, yes. what happened at that defines your value to me as a, as a brother in Christ, as a human Great. being. So Great. it's like human doings versus human beings. We're not this, this, this doing thing. It's like be, be and live in your values, be and live a servant for, for Christ's you know, kingdom. Um, it's not, it's not through works. It's, it's through, it's through faith, man. So, yeah. uh, just know, know that, um, it's okay to feel that way for number one, lo- love God, love, love yourself. And then love, lo- love others. I think the hardest one we deal with is we know how to love God. We know how to love others. We know how to love ourselves. That's right. That's right. What would you say? Let's let, let's end with this. What would you say to the leader right now? in this season who feels like they're not winning, like who feels like they, they can't church, um, church teams and church volunteer. It's hard to get volunteers right now. You know, it's hard to find a sense of momentum. It's hard to, I I could list off a hundred reasons that I hear every day from leaders. So just what would, what would you say to the leader who just feels like I can't win right now in this season? Maybe speak right to their heart for a minute. Man, well, if, if you look at any major character in the Bible, there is always some massive adversity before something amazing. Yes. Right? Whether it's David, Abraham, uh, Peter, Moses, like everybody had to go through something. Like look at Jesus. He had to suffer for 40 days in the wilderness before anything happened. He, so I think God puts us in these seasons to give us one of the most powerful mental skills as a leader is perspective. Mm. So, so are mm. you getting perspective on the season right now, but that's what it is. You say it's a season. So a season doesn't last forever. A season ends and a new season begins. So uh, one of my favorite concepts is this is adversity is life's golden ticket to take us to a place we could never gone if we choose to use it the right way. Mm. So instead of, you know, uh, listeners do this, man, everybody go palms up right now, put your palms up like this Mm. and, and just be a victim. Why me? This is so hard. People are, you know, COVID and mm. volunteers, and you've basically given up. Let's go like this, palms down. Mm. Hey, we got this. I can learn from this. Yeah. I can overcome. I can have optimism. I can, you know, God use this. How can I use this season to innovate, to adapt? Like some churches are, are suffering in this new virtual environment because they're not willing to adapt, grow, and, and learn and, right. and learn new skills. Well, that's right. how we've always done it. If you don't grow, you're going to die. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would be hopeful, but I would be willing to humble yourself and get better right. I'd right. roll up your sleeves and get some new people, ask a lot of questions, don't get mad, don't get frustrated, get curious and start learning, start adapting. Um, but I will say this, let me just talk about this. I, I want the, the listeners here to just to, to, to remain hopeful. 
to remain mm. hopeful. God never Beautiful. says, oops, my bad. God's never said that one time. Yep. Yep. He has, he has a plan for you, but are you, are you willing to be open? So Great. I want to just give you y'all listeners this one thought, this, this thought of like hope to, mm. to remain hopeful, to remain faithful. And I, I like to tell the, the, the research, um, in 1950, by, by Johns Hopkins University, the, the scientist was Dr. Kurt Richter, and he was trying to quantify and measure hope in a lab, okay? So he had a beaker. That, okay, let me just preface. This is the, one of the most inhumane studies ever done, and, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I don't condone it, but they're looking at like the brain science of like hope, okay? So they would put a rat in a beaker of water, and they would measure how long can they wade water? How long can, can they float and, until they just give up? They, the, they calculated the average was like 15 minutes. They, they, would, they, would, they would give up. But he would save them, take them out of the water, dry them off, let them recover, give them some food, give them some water to hydrate and rest. Then they would put them back in that beaker of water. So the, the first round, they averaged 15 seconds, sorry, minutes. They averaged 15 minutes in the water, and then they gave up. How long did they wade water round two? 20. 60 hours. Holy cow. 60 hours, because they thought, oh. someone's, gonna, they thought someone's gonna save me. If I just keep swimming. Unbelievable. Keep water, someone's gonna save me. So there's more inside of you than you can possibly imagine. Unbelievable. There's more grit and resilience you can possibly imagine. So let's not give up. And to say, you know, this is, you know, it's not my fault, blah, blah, blah. It's, let's, let's have that hope and belief that something amazing is about to happen. Once one door closes, four doors are going to open for you if you have the right mindset. If you're lo- open, great. if you're listening, if you're asking the right questions, if you're not getting bitter, but you're getting better. If you're, you know, again, just staying curious and, and go back to the, the pillars of, of, of gratitude and giving. It's really that simple. Give thanks and give. That's, it's really that simple. Um, but I'll let me add another one. So my, my, my core values, Brandon, is I call it being a G. So, so, so to stay hopeful in the season, let's talk about being G to put God first, put all faith in, in his plan. But the other part of being G is gratitude, giving, growing yep. every single day. So yep. maybe that can, gratitude, give and grow. And then always remember to put God first. His plan is bigger than yours. You can't see it now, but he has something amazing about that. But stay hopeful, stay hopeful Great. and stay hopeful. Hey, this has been really rich today. Colin, thank you so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate you. Thank you for refocusing us today. I've loved it. No, I appreciate it. So this is, this is my thought. Everyone needs a coach and a community. Everyone needs a coach and a community. So, so don't worry or win alone. Whatever field you're in or season you're in, have somebody to go with. Have someone to hold you accountable. Have someone to bounce ideas yeah. off of. But then, but then be a part of a group that's serving a larger purpose that Great. you're not alone. You're not alone. Do not do this thing alone. Do not. Right. So get someone that you can work with, that you can vibe with, that's going to challenge you. That's going to give you some, some stuff, whether it's your pastor, a small group, a mentor, whatever it is, but then get into a group that that's working, moving, growing together. Great. Hey, really quick, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, where they can buy your book. Yeah. So uh, follow me on Instagram. It's probably the best stuff, I guess you can't call me on LinkedIn. So my Instagram is, is at Colin Henderson, two L's. Um, you can get my books on Amazon, launched uh, two new books this past week uh, called Quiet Mind. That's uh, for like teens and adults. And then Quiet Mind for Kids is for the, the, the young for the, the youngsters. 
I love it. Thanks so much for being with us today, man. Appreciate it. It was awesome. information, check out leadingsecond.com. Follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook.